Hello and welcome to another weekly teaching from Vineyard Community Church, St. Louis. Um, so, yeah, actually, so the rest of this morning is going to look a little differently. Emily's going to come up, and you can go ahead and come, go ahead and come on up. Um, and uh, we're going to just talk a little bit about a testimony she's had out of this series. Like I said last week, we, we actually delayed our gifted series by a week because we wanted to focus in on this. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then we're actually going to do, um, I'm going to invite David up, and he's going to lead us in a time of a little bit more of like an extended ministry time um, that'll be different than most Sundays. Um, and then we'll do some more worship on the back of that. So, um, all right. So you good? How's your, uh, how's your mic there? Since you, <laughs> since you stole the mic away earlier. Oh, there we go. Did you turn it on? I did turn it on. There we go. It's okay. on. Yeah, the whole microphone debacle, my fault, because I was very possessive of this microphone. <laughs> Wanted to just make sure I had it. Excellent. And I did. And you're good. Also, the slide's not advancing. Also my fault, because I was having been add in another slide. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever, all the technical difficulties, technical difficulties, my fault. It's all, it's all good. That's correct. It's all good. We're going to leave. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Um, so, you know, this is, uh, this is a story, um, this is a process that you've been in, um, that's very immediate, right? Like, so most of the time when we, uh, we either tell our testimonies or we hear testimonies from people, it's like, oh yeah, this is a couple years ago, and here's what God did, and all that. This is, this is, this is not, the timing of this is not that. This is like from very recently. Um, so, you know, if you haven't been around with us, we've been doing this series called Getting to Hashtag Your Best Life, um, which was kind of a, I don't know, we kind of spun this in a, in a lighthearted way because there's a tremendous amount of depth and, and sort of seriousness behind what we've been talking about, this, uh, this process that's based on uh, something called the Paschal Mystery that God uses to transform us and to change us and um, to just walk us through things in life. And, um, and so as we were doing that, Something was happening with you, Emily, it seems like. And um, yeah, tell, sort of tell us a little bit about just how that started. Yeah, so, you know, I heard about this teaching series, you know, because I work in the office. Um, and uh, I thought, well, that's kind of, I've literally never heard of the Pascal mystery before. I've never heard of like, you know, this walking through, you know, Jesus' death and resurrection and new life and new spirit, all completely new. And I was like, oh, this will be really interesting. Um, kind of excited for that. Um, and then, you know, the process for me then started, with it, if you put the slide up, yeah. So, you know, this is the process that, you know, the teaching series took us through. The process for me started at the very beginning with trouble. Um, Caleb had got us started with a couple of teachings, um, and in his second teaching, which was focused on trouble, you know, in his first teaching, he kind of asked us, hey, you know, talk with God and, like, pinpoint, you know, is there, like, one thing that he wants to talk to you about, like, one thing in your life that he kind of wanna, wants to walk you through during this series? And I was like, okay, well, that's 
uh, yeah, I think I could do that. You actually like did the invitation. Well, actually, also yeah. just actually listened to the teaching. Let, right. Yeah, that's good too. <laughs> I wasn't in service that Sunday, and I like hardly ever listen to the teachings. Sorry, You're not David. supposed to say that. I know. Yeah. I work here, and I hardly ever do. But you know, anyway. But I listened to it, which was DCCSTL YouTube channel. All right. Don't be like Emily. Don't you can be like hear me. Listen to yeah. them later. Right. But I listened to it, and I was like, oh, I felt like felt something stirring in me, but I didn't really have something until his second teaching where he gave us time at the end um, of the teaching. And that one was all about trouble, identifying trouble in your life and not denying it, not trying to fight it, fight your way through it, but like really identifying it and like submitting it up to God. And so in that quiet time that he gave us, Jesus immediately, because I had kind of been thinking about maybe a few different things um, but he pinpointed immediately this um, anxiety that I had been experiencing. I'll say recently, but mostly because anxiety isn't something that I've like really struggled with in my life. It's not like one of my struggles. I have lots of other struggles, but anxiety just hasn't been one of them. Um, but he pointed it out because a couple of years ago, um, what happened in March of 2020, um, I had... I, this is when it started. I had what I will call an anxiety attack. Um, don't know like clinically what it actually was, but um, anxiety in my body that took over that I could no longer control or calm myself down with like rational thinking. And it happened, um, it was in the first three weeks of COVID, and it was really centered around, um, you know, we had to take the church and completely do everything different and pivot and get everything online and do figure all of these things out in a very short amount of time. Um, and kind of at the end of three weeks of this like sprint of doing this, like my body was just like, but done. Um, and just this intensity of this anxiety that I had just never experienced before. Um, it was a fun time. Definitely. It was super yeah. fun. Yeah, we, we enjoyed it. COVID was yeah. great. <laughs> um, so, so over the next couple of years then, um, this anxiety would kind of crop up, kind of out of nowhere. And I kind of got my brain wrapped around, like, why is this happening? What is going on? Um, and really what I had come to know kind of in, you know, the past few years is that this anxiety was really linked to decision-making for me, that when I had to make decisions, or really when the decisions would kind of pile up, when I had to make a decision that I didn't know what the answer was, I not like, well, really any decision. If I had to make a decision, I didn't know what to do. And if I got a lot of those piled on, then it would like, bloop, like spill over into this anxiety. And it was a very occasional thing for a couple of years, but uh, Jesus pointed it out to me and I knew it's like it had been increasing in frequency hmm. in the previous two months to this series. Um, it had been increasing in frequency and getting to the point where I was like, oh, I think this is maybe not in my control. Like I can't, I don't know what to do. I can't calm myself down. I can't, it was becoming more of a problem. So more that's and more unmanageable. More yeah. and more unmanageable. So that's what he pointed out to me. Can I um, ask you about yeah. that? You said that he pointed that out to you. What, what, what do you mean by that? How did that feel or look? Well, he just told me. So let's see, I was, I was sitting up in the mezzanine and it was during whatever the quiet time was and I just, um, you know, had my eyes closed and 
it just, what it felt like was he just kind of took his finger and like touched it, hmm. like touched it inside of me. And he was like, here, this is, this, this is and it like I'm came to about, mind. Yeah. It was like fresh on my mind. And I just knew he was, he was highlighting it. He was pointing it out. And I hear him speak. Some people don't like audibly hear, but in my mind, you know, hearing him say that this is what I want to work on. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened after that? So um, I went to Windridge, which is um, this wonderful place where you go and can just have solitude. Um, and this had already been planned, but Caleb's invitation was to fully articulate the trouble that you are in, fully articulate it. And so I got my journal um, and I fully wrote it out. Um, and then I came home and it got dramatically worse. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is terrible. And now and, I hate you, Caleb. And, and you blame me for it, right? So, <laughs> that's correct. That's, that was that's my what next we do, stop. right? <laughs> that was my next stop. Yeah, was, yeah. Why did you make me do this? <laughs> you terrible person. Yep. Um, this process is horrible and I hate it. Yep. So um, the second part of your invitation, though, was to bring friends into it, to bring trusted friends into it. And so that was my very next stop. Um, it was actually you and Anna that night, um, that terrible LSAT meeting uh, where I was. Anyway, it was fine. <laughs> it was bad. I was in a bad spot. I was in a bad spot. So immediately just, I just brought trusted friends into it, and I just started really just articulating more and more. Like, this is this trouble that I am in, and this is what I think it's connected to. It's connected to when I have to make these decisions, and what I really want, do, what I really want God to do is to come and make decision-making easier so that it doesn't cause me this anxiety. And so throughout kind of the next, well, really, <laughs> it took about a week, and then the anxiety just kept increasing and increasing, even with like talk, like, the more I talked about it, the worse it got. Yeah. And it really it got to this point where because it was all centered around work, especially like my pastoral role at work, and all the decisions had to be made. Well, and you've been, I mean, you've been working at the church, right, yeah. as, a, as the administrator for what, 15, 16 years? Yeah, about years, 15 years, 15 and then years. I became... But last yeah. year, in May, right, we had a little, a little pivot, which, you know, you became a full-on pastor with that, with that title and all that, and, and there was like, there was a change, right? And yeah. that made things different, apparently. And that kind of escalated. It was like, oh, the intensity then of the decisions and the... Um, the impact of the decisions I was making, because they impact all of you, and they impact a whole church, and the weight of that, it was like it just broke me. <laughs> um, but really what I came to find out, um, like as I like talked about it and got prayer, and what I realized is that like the decision making, the fact that decisions were so hard for me and took so much energy was actually not the issue. Um, the issue was that um, something needed to die, and it was the loss part of this. Something in me needed to die, and it was my whole worldview of how I lived my life. Um, and my worldview went something like this. 
Um, In every situation, in every decision, there is a right and a wrong answer. Um, Not right and wrong morally, but like more like a best answer. There is a best answer to every decision. There is a best way to do everything. And so in my worldview, in order for me to stay safe and sane and protected and live a full life, I have to analyze and identify and find that best way to do it and then do that. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting. Yeah. And you know, that worked for a really long time, you know, for like 40 years. For, for your whole life? Yeah, kind, for kind my whole worked, life, but, literally yeah. until that point in COVID where it was like the number of decisions and the intensity of decisions. And what I kind of, in, in talking it through and in, again, receiving prayer and a lot of different things, I realized, oh, wait, it's not just that that way of life, that worldview needs to die. It's that it already died. It died with the overwhelming weight of all those COVID decisions. Mm. That way of life died. And as I looked back in retrospect in examining this, I realized, oh, they're right. (laughs) The new life, it started right away. Jesus right away, like as my old system died and broke, he started giving me instruction right away for this new life, for the new life, for, for not living life that way. And he started saying then in COVID, Emily, you need to rest in me. Rest in me. It was a posture of rest and it was a posture of being with him, a posture of abiding in him. But it's like I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't know what he was doing. I didn't know. I tried. It I was trying. And, That's yeah. right. It felt confusing. Yeah. I just, I, it was so counterintuitive to the way I'd always done things. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting how you said, like, that the loss had really, the death had already happened. You know, that's one of the things that we realize about this process a lot of times when we're, when we're reflecting. It's like, really, the loss occurred. Yes. And, and the new life has already occurred, right? Like, that's one of the things that David talked about um, when we were talking about new life, is that there's, by nature of it being, um, being this process, any death is already, puts you into already a new life. And so, so that's kind of where you found yourself, but you were yes. confused, you weren't so sure I recognize, how that worked. Yeah, yeah. so re- I recognize, okay, I see Jesus, you, I'm, I'm in this new life, this thing has died. So then I was in this adjustment and grieving. Um, and he, I mean, the few things really played, it really, it seemed like this was like, I don't know, a couple of months long, but I looked back on my calendar, it was like four weeks. It was like <laughs> four and a half weeks. A lot was happening. A yeah. lot was squished in yeah. to these four and a half weeks. But Emmanuel prayer, having a few Emmanuel prayer sessions, um, kind of going back and looking at like, why am I getting so triggered? Like what is triggering this anxiety? What is spilling it over? And going back and like looking at that with Jesus and receiving some healing, that was huge. Another thing in this is that I really started, it's like as I was reflecting, it's like, what got me through this? How did I progress through this? And really, like, the simple answer is Jesus. Jesus got me through. Jesus walked me through this process. Um, when he was talking about rest in me, Emily, that's how we did this. Um, and we very much did this. I didn't do this. He did this in me. He was so 
near Mm. this entire time. One of the times I was receiving prayer, Martha Wiederanders prayed for me. I thought it was really strange. She was praying. She was praying for freedom. I didn't think that was strange. I wanted that too. (laughs) Um, But she prayed, Emily, I pray that you have the freedom to enjoy this process, which I thought was real weird because I was not enjoying it. Yeah. Um, I did not enjoy having anxiety. I could not control. Um, but I found along the way, it's like Jesus was so near in every moment. I mean, I'm talking every moment of the day from the moment I woke up until I fell asleep. He was so close to me and walking me through every moment, every step. And I found, oh, I really did quite enjoy that. And I do enjoy that. And I still have access to that now, that abiding, that moment by moment, my Savior, my friend, my Jesus is right next to me all the time. And during this, like in that kind of abiding, he gave me this image, um, this visual, which kind of ushered me through like this adjustment period and the letting go. And and it was... um, I was hanging off the side of a boat, um, and he was in the boat, and he was, like, really down, really close to me. Like, his face was really close to me, and I'm, like, I'm in the water, but hanging on this boat, and he, and this boat was representative of, like, the the new life, um, the new spirit, and he was inviting me into the boat, Um, and he was saying, do you want to come into this boat? I made it. I made it just for you. Like, I designed it for you. It's really nice in here. So much better than being in the water. And I'm hanging off the side of the boat, and I was like, I can't. I don't know why I can't, but I can't. And he kind of panned out my my view, and I could see that I was actually only holding on to the boat with one hand because my other hand was holding on to a boat that had sunk. It's my old boat, like my old way of doing things, and it was dragging me down. And I couldn't get into the boat because the weight of this boat was dragging me down. And I share that because um, it's the image that he used. It was very personal to me to walk me through this because I was able then to go through this adjustment period and I was able to, it was like an image I could use to grieve my old way of life because I could talk to him about this boat. I could say, but I really liked that boat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I really, that really worked for me, Jesus. We did a lot of things in that boat. We did a lot of things in that boat and it was really good. And what I really loved about that boat, Jesus, is I was in charge of that boat. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) And I really sense that you're in charge of this boat. And he was like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. But he talked with me about it, and he's like, yeah, it was good. That was a really good boat. Um, And kind of in the, you know, these teaching series, you know, they then just kept coming. And, you know, in the teaching series where David talked about, um, you know, the the adjustment um, period and grieving, you know, when Jesus, you know, was walking around on those 40 days and he reinstates Peter's calling. Um, 
you know, that was one of the things that, you know, I had kind of talked with them about this boat. You know, I, I had told them, you know, Jesus, maybe it's not, maybe it's not the boat itself. Maybe it's that we're in water that's too deep. Mm. Maybe it's that, maybe it's this job. Like, maybe this job is just too much. Clearly, this job is too much for this boat. And maybe what I could do, maybe I could take the boat back to the shallows. And I think maybe the boat would work back in the shallows. Like maybe I just shouldn't have this job anymore. And then my life would be manageable. And then I could, like, manage it again. Mm. And he told me, he was like, yes, you can. And it was really important for me to hear. It's like, you can choose that, and I will go with you. But I don't think that's going to make you happy. I have designed this new life just for you. And so in that teaching where he was talking about Peter's call being reinstated, it's like in the worship time, Jesus, again, was so near, and he was telling me he was reinstating my calling to this position in the church to this church. So I knew I couldn't. <laughs> I knew I, not that I couldn't, because he told me I could. I knew it was a choice I could make, but I didn't want, didn't to. want to. Yeah. I didn't want to go back. Yeah. And as Kitty talked about, you know, in her teaching about letting go and letting, um, letting the death um, bless you, um, you know, Jesus and I, again, we talked about that boat. We talked about the good things um, that were in that boat and the, the ways that that way of life, needing to do the best way, um, the way that that blessed me. Um, and I just talked with him about that and talked to him. I was like, and he talked with me about that. And he's like, you know, it wasn't, wasn't all bad, you know. I, I have a really strong dedication to doing what is right. Yeah. Um, that's a really good thing. And that has been a blessing to me in my life. And when I became a Christian, that was always there. But then when I became a Christian, that all kind of got applied to following Jesus and really wanting with all of my heart to find the way to follow Jesus and to hold to him. And when I knew something was right, like I literally can't not do it. Like that's just so built into me. So this boat, this old boat that I had to let go of, it, it did bless me. It it was a way of life that brought blessing to my life, but he told me, but it's, it's run its course, and now it's time for you to get in this new boat. And it's dead. It's dead. Yeah. It's sunk. Hard, it's hard it's thing to... Dragging you down. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. I just couldn't. Yeah. But, you know, I love that this was something that you talked with Jesus about for a while, right? And... Um, maybe in maybe in sort of the timeline it seems quick, but really the amount of dialogue and the amount of energy that was going into this was was a lot, right? And there was a lot of interaction and just the 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 grace and the mercy that Jesus had for you. I think really like just I mean we talk about this process. It's not it's not like a I don't know. It's it's not something that just sort of works. It's something that. Jesus went through, right? I mean, this is, this is a lot of the, the reason why we can say that Jesus walks with us is because, well, he did it, right? And so he does it for us each and every day. And I love, I love hearing you say that. That's so, that's so cool. Um, yeah, go ahead. 
Yeah, so is there more quick? Yeah, remember. no, I think that's... <laughs> well, no, so, so then, you know, it was the letting go. Um, and Jesus told me I was ready. Um, he actually climbed down into the water with me, like in my image with the boats. He climbed down into the water with me like a dad would, you know, um, and got really close. I said, I think you're ready to let go of this boat, and, you can, and we'll get in this new one. Um, I didn't feel ready, but I tell you what, somewhere along the way of like examining like how it had blessed me and um, like somewhere along the way, like conversations, like I realized, oh, I had let go. <laughs> like it wasn't like a conscious, forceful, oh, I have to make myself like it. All of a sudden I looked down and it just wasn't there anymore. Um, I had just let go of it. At the moment, um, and, it, you know, really, just like Kitty said, it was not uh, for me on a veranda in Italy, <laughs> the moment of <laughs> Can't receiving be that the way new spirit. Yeah. Can't be that way for us all. It was at my kitchen sink. Yeah. Um, <laughs> much more humble surroundings. <laughs> but I, it was a distinct moment when I received the new spirit. Um, it was like, what if, and it was totally different. It was totally different than I thought it would be. Really, what I had been wanting this whole time and what I thought it was going to be was he was just going to take it, like take all the trouble and the anxiety and the decision-making and all of those things. He was going to take that worldview and just like, boop, take it away, and it would just be gone. And that is not what happened. What, it, what happened instead was he kind of wove this, wove all of these things into me and equipped me and put these things into me and helped me to see that I had a choice. Which, like, logically, I always knew. Logically, I always knew it was ridiculous that I had so much trouble with these decisions. And that logically, I knew there was not one best way so it was never about like knowing it. She was stuck. But I was stuck. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't do it. A rational, sane person doesn't stand in front of their closet in the morning sometimes on a just normal day and weep because they can't figure out the best outfit to wear <laughs> for just like coming to work. It was like I was trapped in it. And in that moment at my kitchen sink, it was like he put this final piece of the puzzle in, and it was like, chink, it just occurred to me, my whole self, that I was like, huh, I have a choice. I don't have to choose that. I can choose, I can choose something else. <laughs> I, I can choose him. I can choose, I can choose to not have to do it the best way. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be okay. And I cannot tell you the freedom that I have experienced since. And in a lot of ways, it's like I'm still, it's so fresh. This, I mean, this was like two weeks ago. And I am walking out this new spirit. But it, it's not like I'm walking out and I'm like, oh, I'm free. There are moments like that, but it's a continual choice that I am making 
but the new spirit that I've received enables me to make the choice, to make the choice to not choose that old way and to choose his way instead. So it's like each kind of context I'm in, like we went on vacation shortly after. That's when I received the new spirit, when I was uh, prepping and packing for vacation, which is normally like stress ball city. Like internally, I am just, uh, I am being tortured (laughs) by all of the decisions that I have to make. And if I make the wrong one, whole, whole vacation is bad. Ruined, yeah. Ruined. And it's like, I say that in jest, but like internally, like that is what it felt like. You make one wrong decision, you forget one thing, you don't do it the best way you could have done, whole vacation ruined. So when I realized, oh, wait, I have a choice. I don't have to do it the best way. I could just forget something and it would be okay. And I always knew that in my head, but to really feel that, like to be on vacation, it was the first vacation I have ever been on, this is not an exaggeration, where I was not just constantly being tortured or nagged by what should I do right now? What is the best thing to do right now? Should I go to the beach? Should I go to the pool? And then when I would go to one or the other, the constant, should I have gone to the other? I don't know. Uh, It it was always under the surface, always nagging me to have a vacation where it just, just wasn't there. I could choose. I could choose to just be content with what I had chosen. You could choose to receive the gift that God had given you. Yes. Yeah to receive the freedom and to walk in the freedom and then coming back to work and like realizing, oh, this actually just feels easier. (laughs) Prepping for this testimony was a little harder (laughs) (laughs) to choose him and his way of prepping this testimony. It's the first time I've ever been up here without something scripted um, and all written out because I had to find the best way to say it. Um, And Jesus actually had me give my notes to Danielle so she could hold them and I wouldn't even have them up here. So Yeah, so you don't get those. So it's walking out this tenuous, it feels tenuous. I know, really I know it's not. I know this new spirit is in me, um, but it's like my brain is catching up. My brain is catching up to like what he has done and, and what he has yeah. freed me of. Yeah, I love that because it's, you know, the disciples, if you kind of think about what they, how they received the new spirit on Pentecost, um, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago, you know, they were just, they had gone through this whole process and they were just like sitting in the room together. And that's when the new spirit just, just came. I mean, they knew it was coming, but they didn't, they didn't actually do anything at that point, really. It just happened, right? The new spirit just came because they're in a place where they were ready for that. And I just, I hear that in what you're saying. But then, like, walking that out is a choice, right? Like, they now had a new spirit um, that they were able to operate out of, which was, you know, vastly superior, right? Even, that's what Jesus said. It was superior to what they had even when Jesus was with them. Um, But they still have to choose to do that every day. And so that's where it seems like you find yourself. Um, Let me just ask you one more thing. So, so, uh, one of the reasons why uh, you wanted to share this in particular um, was because you felt like it was a little bit different than what you had heard us talk about from the stage. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it, it seemed to me, it's like I was experiencing this in real time, and you know, the examples that were being given on stage were, it was very much like the loss 
initiates the process, um, where, you know, a death of a loved one, um, a season of life change, where you can see, oh, I no longer have babies, and now I have, you know, elementary children. A job change. A a job change, a transition of some kind, and you can recognize, oh, I've lost something, and how that initiates this process, which I think that that was all true. Like, that was all really good, and this process is absolutely um, about that. But I was experiencing something different. I was experiencing um, the, a, a spiritual transformation. It was all internal in my case. It was my worldview. It was a way of life that Jesus um, really that had died, but I hadn't recognized that a death had taken place. So it wasn't like the death or the loss initiated it for me. It was seeing that there's this trouble, there's this anxiety that is cropping up in my life. And I think I sort of know what it's attached to, but it was sitting with that trouble and articulating that trouble to Jesus and and opening that up to him and and being open to um, this idea that a death needed to to take place in my spiritual life, mm-hmm. in my spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a death that had happened out here. Yeah. It was a death that needed to happen, and I needed to let go of it and let it ascend in here so I could receive a new spirit. Yeah. So if anything, can I have an encouragement now? Yeah, please. Yeah. Ben, is, did you get that? He's oh, so great. Look at that. Seriously, he like added this in on the fly. That's why that didn't help. You can... You yeah, should, you should marry it. that guy. I should marry that guy. He's so great. <laughs> okay, yeah, so this would be, um, it's just a testimony, but it, I can't help but give you an invitation. <laughs> and yep. I'm an exhorter. Sorry. Excellent. Um, so this would be my encouragement to all of you um, is to examine, it's kind of what Caleb said, you know, like four, you know, five, six weeks ago examine these areas of trouble, but examine them with Jesus. Let him point them out to you. Let him. And don't deny that there's something wrong. Don't shove it down. Don't try to fight it. It's like, you know, Ben and I talked about, you know, it's like, I think as Christians, a lot of times we try to overcome, you know what I mean? I could, and that's what I, that's what I was trying to do with this anxiety. I was trying to overcome the anxiety by like managing it. Which is the managing your anxiety, good thing, like coping, all good things. But I could never heal myself mm-hmm. by the management. I couldn't overcome it. The way that I had to overcome it was by letting it die. It's a very different skill as a Christian is the ability to let something die mm-hmm. in you to attain to the resurrection. So the rest of it, yeah. So let God show you in this trouble, where you're experiencing trouble, does something in me need to die? And he said, I didn't figure that out by myself. He gave that to me. He led me through that. He will lead you through it, but you have to let him. And then let it die. Grieve it. Let it bless you and let it go so that you may receive the new spirit that he wants to give you. Really, my encouragement is to be willing to go through this process, to let things die in your life that you're probably clinging on to. Yeah. Um, 
there's a reason it's hard. There's a reason yeah. why I cried a lot during this. Yeah. I'm just a crier, but <laughs> it was a lot even. For it you, was extra I? crying, <laughs> extra crying. My husband can attest. Um, so yeah, so that but so that you may receive a new spirit. It's Amen. just like Jesus' death and resurrection. 